0: That's what lifting as you rise is all about. Using one's own opportunities and blessings to sow opportunities and blessings for others. Hello and welcome to the Inspired Podcast, the podcast series where we create educational and impactful content, where we take a deep dive into the work and contributions of the world's best thinkers. My aim is to build an online community of young African brothers and sisters who wants to shake things up. This podcast is all about inspiring you to become the best version of yourself, providing you with the tools and knowledge on how to get there. Over here, we believe in the power of community, living life filled with purpose and being led by curiosity. So please, please feel free to get involved in the conversation by following me on my socials and in my show notes. My name is Anita Chaha and this is Inspired. Enjoy everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. I hope you guys are having a good week so far. today's episode is a bit different there's a bit of a twist today we have a book inspired um, podcast episode no pun intended <laughs> but today's episode is a book inspired episode and I want to talk about leadership right? So this topic is something that has been, all the concept of leadership has been something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Actually, I think mainly because I am at a stage in my life where I'm not shying away from lifting my hand and saying, hey, you know, I'm available to take lead on this project. Or hey, I'm keen to take ownership of that project. You know, I find myself challenging myself more and more and like no longer shying away from being involved and taking a lead in the many projects that I am currently doing because I'm always just doing a lot. So take this for example, this year I'm mentoring Uh, kids, uh, grade 12s, for the very first time in my life. And I'm I'm so, so excited for that experience, actually. And as a person who has always had a fear of being seen, breaking out of that box that I placed myself and sort of embracing the qualities that so many people have told me that I possess over the years, qualities that I never saw in myself. Now looking in the mirror and thinking, yeah, man, I see it. I see it. You can actually do this, babes. You know, it got me to a Place where I am thinking a lot about the type of leader that I want to be, the concept of leadership itself, the role we can all play within our communities, and how we can band together to do good. So, like I said, this week's episode is a book inspired episode by a book by Utad Bonang Mohale. Um, the book is titled "Lift as You Rise." So, for all of the OG listeners, you might remember that I did do a similar episode to. Um, today's episode. It was called Grit, a beautiful, beautiful book by Angela Duckworth. And in that episode, I speak of how talent alone is not good enough to achieve your dreams, right? And why other people succeed um, versus why other people fail. And I drew a lot of inspiration and like brilliant, brilliant nuggets from the book. So I'd suggest checking that out. So Udad Dbonang Wahale is a well-loved South African businessman. He is known for his patriotism and his efforts to advance his country's interest, as well as his leadership roles in companies such as Shell South Africa and South African Airways. With over 30 years of business experience, he has used his insight to inspire change in both individuals who have come across his journey and organization that is he has been a part of. And I believe that this book, Lift as You Rise, encompasses that and more. As the CEO of Business Leadership South Africa, Utat Bonang Wahale shares his thoughts on the role of business in South Africa and the principles of leadership through speeches and articles. Lift As You Rise is a collection of his spoken and written words where he discusses his passion for issues such as transformation, collaboration, people development, and integrity, and how these values has shaped his life and has impacted his life. So the structure of the book follows, um, I don't know how to explain it, like it it constitutes of contributions from the individuals that that Monang has influence so you'll get like a short essay or short letter in each and every chapter on like the impact that he played in that particular individual's roles, which was so heartwarming to see. And I just really loved the overall flow of the book. So it's people that he has mentored or met in his journey. The, The stories emphasize his leadership qualities and reflect on the kind of person that he is, which I felt like was the cherry on top, like a courageous and energetic leader who's passionate about humanity, hope, action, And have changed many lives. And although this book offers valuable insight for leaders from all walks of life. Dat Mohale hopes that young people, specifically those who are rising through the ranks, will find his experiences and ideas inspiring as they represent the future leaders of this country. I want to read a passage from his preface in the book. It goes as follows. I hope that I can shorten the learning curves for those who are coming behind me that's what lifting as you rise is all about using one's own opportunities and blessings to sow opportunities and blessings for others oh that hit a spot I hope this book will prove valuable to some of the youngsters coming through the ranks who will be leading us in business politics and and in the social sphere in the years to come. And this particular passage is my favorite. There's also a case to be made about the creation of role models. You cannot miss what you do not know. For example, when you are a pupil in high school and you are exposed to a male nurse, all of a sudden it becomes possible for boys to become nurses. I really, really love this Um, excerpt from the book because it brings me to the first first point I want to raise in today's episode and that is visibility without proximity is futile. Think of all of the people that you have looked up to when you were growing up. I, I want you to go back to a time in your childhood where you took the decision to become something, you know, so somewhere along this Ages seven, eight, nine, the time where you decided that, okay, I want to become a doctor, I want to be an actor, I want to be an engineer, a fashion designer, or pilot. And I want you to think on what may have influenced that decision at such a young age, because I believe that you were too young to have known what you wanted to become had you not been ex- exposed to it right so surely you must have seen it somewhere you could not have chosen something that you weren't exposed to so maybe you saw that nurse in his or her pearly white uniform every day after school or you watched a generation and is when your communication was the light bulb moment that made you think that yeah I yeah, I want to be working in an ad agency. I want to be working in comms. I want to be working in marketing. Sidetrack, actually. Sidetrack. I do believe that the EZONI Communications, act, guys, has a generational impact somewhere, somehow. I'm sure there's someone sitting in a comms department, someone sitting in a PR agency who was like, you know, my very first exposure to what I'm doing now was EZONI Communication. But anyway, that's the story for another day. Where am I going with this? What I'm trying to say is that it is highly likely that being exposed to such is what influenced your current career or the decisions that you took to get to where you are today. So, Back to my first point, visibility without proximity is futile. This reminds me of a conversation I had with my friend Rhea. So she had posted something on her status message. I'm not really sure what, how I responded or what the actual post was about, particularly but I do remember her saying well Anita when are we as South Africans going to actually stand up and do something as a country united against all of this corruption I then texted her back by saying that if we as individuals are going to wait are going to wait for a consensus from every single person in this country on the state of our country we'll wait forever the best thing that we can do is to create change within our own sphere of influence. Make a positive impact in our own communities. A sort of buy us for us type of thing because dwelling on what's going wrong in our country is a futile exercise. The reason why uh, I bring this up, this conversation up is to make a case for role models. As Utad Bonang um, has mentioned, make a case for role models in our community. You know, whether you like it or not, someone is looking at you and someone is being inspired by you. Now, you might not think that you're smart enough. You might not think that you are role model worthy. You might not think that you are worthy enough. You might not even feel like you have the capabilities to be a leader or a role model of any sort. But the reality is that someone is always looking. You know, when you get that unexpected compliment, when you're minding your business, you're walking from work and that young girl will be like, or oh, when you're passing by a group of kids and you hear them say, every time I see her, that's proof that someone is always looking at you. I think the first time. This dawned on me was when a kid from my neighborhood, a a kid that I wasn't even close to, like in that way. She came to me one day on on Kaya and I went out and she asked me to sort of advise her on a university options and applications and so forth as she was just finished with her matric. I was so shocked because my initial thought was, well... I didn't think that you were observing me in that way, you know, seeing that and something like that. We had a fruitful and a long conversation. Um, and I remember her saying that, I can look when I see you inspire me because you work, you go to work, you come back and you mind your business. And that's when it dawned on me that like this thing is really true. Someone is always looking at you. Being a role model is not reserved for those with fancy titles, those with a lot of commas in their titles, celebrities or people who seem to have amassed uh, material wealth. A role model could be your mother, your father, your peers, that gogo in your neighborhood who runs a, an aftercare service, just ordinary people that we encounter in our everyday lives. Dut Mohale says this in his book, and I quote. You don't have to wait until you are something big before you do good. So be that figure of hope for someone. Be that point of resource. Be of service to the people that are around you. I, I I so wish that I was recording visuals for YouTube for this particular episode so that I can show you guys. As soon as I finished this book, like as soon as I finished the last page, I went to the very first page and I wrote Be a Beacon be a beacon of light. If I could sum up my entire review of the book and use only three words, those would be the three words that I use. Because sometimes, Yazzie, when you're feeling depressed, you're feeling depleted and you're about to give up, it helps seeing someone do the thing that you want to do because it gives you hope. You're like, yeah, man, one day I can do it. If she can do it, I can do it too. There's another passage that I want to read for you guys um, from the book. It goes as follows, but how do we unleash ultimate power in every single solitary employee to be their absolute best self, to better enable our people to see around corners and always ask the question, so what else is missing? We do this by instilling the genuine belief that leadership is about the realization of the three priorities for organizations of the future, which are embracing digital tools, Achieving agility and nurturing new kinds of leaders. We need to understand that every meeting is an opportunity to learn together, to learn from one another, and to jointly deliver extraordinary results. At every meeting, we should discuss, decide, and do. Where the mantra is less paper, more insight in an environment of absolute trust. I really, really love this passage because it speaks to how the the t- kinds of leaders that we need in the 21st century is different from the kind of need- leaders that you know, drove change back in the day, right? The world has changed and evolved. And so did the type of leadership needed to motivate people. If you think um, about 150 years ago, 100 years ago, great leadership was characterized by a person who is able to set the direction make sure that people follow their direction and have a stellar strategic skills to get where they needed to go right a sort of a, a, an autocratic type style of leadership where all decisions were made at the top with little to no input from the rest of the people at the lower end of the hierarchy what I've come to observe is that there's been a shift from the style of leadership to one that's more collaborative and one that requires vision. A person who is able to be a visionary, a person who will be able to answer the questions of what's the vision, where are we going and why are we going there? The reason I bring this up is because people have this idea of what a leader is and how they should present themselves, forgetting that we are all leaders in one way or another. So define what kind of leadership you want to be and follow that with all of your might. Who knows? Someone else's destiny might be tied to you becoming that leader. It's tied to you becoming that person that you have to be. If I turn that question to myself and ask myself what kind of leader I am, <laughs> I'd say that I am more of a visionary to be quite honest, not because I have an overactive imagination and I live in the clouds most of the time, which is true, but because I tend to prefer having a vision because vision is what anchors you into being consistent, I have a vision of the type of leader I want to ultimately become, the type of impact I want to have in my own little bubble of influence, right? down to the type of activities and things that I should be involved in to ensure that I become the woman that I see in my head. I also prefer one-on-one interactions. I enjoy being a point of resource for people and providing help in any way that I can. Hence, I decided to take up a mentee this year, which I hope will be fruitful. So one last quote from the book Lift As You Rise. Um, That fits perfectly to what I'm talking about today is it is our duty to describe, define and shape this world to itself and to other worlds. We must catapult ourselves from being passive recipients to active participants in evolving solutions to our own problems. Oh, that hits the spots. Guys, this is, I know this is a very short and different type of episode to what I'm used to, but I'm hoping that it will be valuable to you in any way. But this is what I want you to take from this book inspired episode. Firstly, buy the book buy it. You won't be disappointed. There are various themes covered in the book. The main idea itself is leadership and just leadership practicalities, you know, but it also touches on other themes such as rethinking entrepreneurship, transformation, um, a case for nation building, and also a whole chapter dedicated, dedicated to mentoring. If that's what you're looking and in getting into. but besides all of the beautiful things that you can learn from this book, I want you to think of what you can do immediately right now what you can start doing to positively impact those around you and your environment it might be volunteering your time it might be donating to an orphanage it might be tutoring kids on a subject that you love you know something as simple as hosting a workshop teaching children something as simple as writing an effective cv you know guys god blessed us all with talents dig deep and find yours Put your self-doubt aside, put your fear aside and start using it. And that's it, Betuna. That's all I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And remember that this is not a me thing. This is an us thing. So please feel free to contact me via emails or socials that I've listed. I will definitely leave a link to the book in the description of this episode. And I hope that this has been a time well spent. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.